This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Ah. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Talking Cowboys. We are here more than midway through this week's game against the Broncos getting ready. The Cowboys are prepping. They're going to have their second practice just now. Mick, you good? Uh, sound like we're in queue. I think Kent's mic might be. There we there go. We're back. There we go. We're back. It's all Talking good. to you guys. Talking to me, guys. Hey, I Kent's thought I was in the wine cellar. Yeah. Kent's always here with us. Mickey's Wino. here with us. Rob's here with us. Brian's here with us. We are in the S. Taylor's here with us. The mortgage studio. I'm here with you. And uh, we're breaking things down. But I just mentioned the Cowboys are about to have their second practice. They had their first yesterday. Fans were a little alarmed when they saw that Terrence Williams was a DNP, but I think Garrett kind of cleared that up for everyone today when he said he would be able to do a little bit more today. What do you think of that, Mick? He said hopefully he can do a little bit more. Yeah. Which I'm means hopeful. he didn't do anything yesterday, so I this am not true. sure about what a little bit more means. Maybe, like, put on football gear? Yeah. <laughs> Show up for warm-ups? As opposed to not wear football gear? I think maybe the practice squad move they made yesterday could be a little bit telling that there's a little concern there. And the practice squad move was, Robert? My guy, Jamil Showers, no longer on the 10-man practice squad. They brought back Brian Brown, wide receiver. So we'll see, but Terrence is tough. I mean, he has not missed a single game in his career. So if he can possibly be out there, he'll be out there. I'm sure the the Brown thing's for for practice purposes. Well, I know, but just to have some depth, just in case you need to. Yeah, but... I would think, you know, this is going to be. I mean, it doesn't look good right now. Let's 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 be fair. Uh, maybe he gets better as the week goes along. And it might be one of those things where if you can do a little something on Friday, uh, then you ha- you you know might be able to play on Sunday. And you got a couple of days after Friday. Yeah, yeah. How do you play this game without him? What do you? How do you well, line this was, thing up? I was just thinking. You know, yesterday we we're talking about Ezekiel Elliott and the sixty play runs that he had week one. Do you utilize Zeke a little bit more in the passing game? Well, that's not a bad idea. This Bronco team struggled with that against San Diego. They hit some plays. I like that idea. I'll tell you what I like, though. I mean, we've talked about, we've talked about, uh, you know, with with Bryce Butler. You know, does he step up? Do you feel good about Bryce Butler? He could. Beasley, yeah. Dez going into this game. If you had to play those Beasley. three, yeah, you feel good about that. Yes, absolutely. See, that's one of those things where you kind of. You know, you say, okay, Terrence Williams, yeah, he played a hell of a game the other day. And, he, and, he's, and he's, he's been one of those guys like Rob talks about. You throw him out there, he finds space, he makes plays, he's getting better, you know, he's getting better and better and better at that. But you feel a little bit better about what is behind him. The depth of the, of the wide receiver position gives his team a little flexibility. Maybe it gets Switzer out on the field a little more. Hey. You know, maybe some more opportunities for him. If in fact Terrence Williams cannot go in this game, this is exactly why they kept Bryce Butler. Now right. he earned it. He earned it, but everybody wanted to get rid of him. Remember? Well, you got Noah Back Brown in the sitting there. You got yeah, Noah Brown sitting there. Everybody wanted to get rid of yeah. Bryce Butler, and then right. he had a really good offseason or a really good training camp, and you didn't have that type of receiver available to you when they started training camp 
that can go in and take the place of Dez or take the place of Terrence Williams. All you had is the little munchkin guys, and you don't want those guys out on the outside all that much. Or a guy like Noah Brown who's never who's never played in right, a game. So right. now you've got Bryce Butler who at least has shown – uh, if he'll run disciplined routes and you know catch the ball, finish, supposed to finish uh, that you know he can fill in that role as that guy. That guy doesn't have to be the lead receiver. He just has to be the complimentary guy and make catches when they call your number or when they're triple teaming Des Bryant. Tay, I think route running is going to be huge this weekend. Absolutely, I, I really do. And, and it's always. I don't mean to diminish, but you can't be lazy against these guys. You know, you can't be lazy with the ball outside to throw. You got to run routes. You got to get open. You got to fight for space. There's going to be a lot of times we've talked about frustrations level. You brought up uh, you know, Talib and what he potentially can do. You know, that, that's that's the thing that you know that I worry about with with, <laughs> with Harris, Roby, Talib. Easy. You know, pick. those guys covering. Yeah. Be you know, you get, Mickey said it. Be disciplined. Run routes. Finish. And it's, they're going to be fighting for some space on the outside in this one. I do think – we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I do think Zeke is an option there. And, and five catches the other day, that could be a preview of what he's doing for this team the entire season if he, if he plays the entire season given the legal issues going on. Um, I asked him yesterday about his pass-catching ability. He said, growing up, I, I never wanted to have any weaknesses – and Marshall Falk, I remember, is a guy he's pointed out that he wants to St. be St. Like, Louis guy, yep. Yeah, St. Louis guy. I mean, he's, he's an underrated – option there for this team I think and, and it's worth noting with uh with Terrence a little gimpy this week yes and I, I like what Mickey's saying there excuse me <clears throat> I like what you're saying Mick as far as if he can do a little bit oh will you open that for me <laughs> open my water here <laughs> uh what you're saying if Terrence can go a little bit on Friday we may see him come Sunday and I I say that because Terrence injured himself on the very first play of the game. Toughed it so out. So he showed that he could tough it out. Now, granted, I'm not saying that he can't be tough again or questioning any of that. I get the doctors and other people are involved in, you know, preventing future injuries. Does yeah. the high altitude help you heal faster? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, high altitude magic. chamber. Thin air. You know what? I'll tell you where they will miss him, though. Blocking. Blocking. Yeah. And he's one of these guys, they bring in motion and they put him at the point of attack. And he's got a nasty dis disposition about himself, you know, when he goes up in there. And there's a lot of things they run play action off that, too, to try and fool. Bring him in motion. They think, oh, oh there's going to have a running play right here. But then they're able to fake it. And then he goes up the field and, you know, creates. So if you're going to miss him, and we all feel good about Bryce Butler, but if you're going to miss him, it's going to be as a, as a blocker, a point of attack blocker. And a guy, when the run gets to the edge, he's able to kind of hold the edge, too, out there. You know, make those guys, uh, Tlaib or whoever's covering him, mm -hmm. Harris, those guys at Roby, have to, you know, get off blocks to make tackles. Well, on the other side of the ball, Orlando Skandrick obviously did not practice, and there's assuming now that he will most likely not be on Sunday. Of course, yesterday Garrett said, not ruled out yet. Day-to-day, -day, we're just coach speak. He's out of there. Give him Brian's Mickey out. And I back, He's out of Mickey there. And I, Mickey and I back in the day when we, yeah. when yeah, when uh, when Kelsey Charles was sitting in that chair, they would always laugh because I'd give it one of these like that, and I'm like, that's out. Get out of here. Yeah, it's out. It, you know, that's a major league umpire way of saying yeah. So I, I, I get ready to play without Orlando Scandrick. But get book. ready to play with Jordan Lewis. Right? Ah, yeah. There we go. There we Full go. participation. For, wait, first time since he's been a Cowboy in training camp. Back then, uh, yeah, he, apparently he looked good out there. I would imagine more reps for him this week, and Awuzie continues to be okay, I think. You know, he rolled his ankle a little bit the other night. So, finally, we're starting to see these young 
rookie cornerbacks out there. Mm-hmm. That'd be great to get. I mean, that, yeah, get Lewis back on the field. That's good. Another, I think he's another the, option in the slot yeah, if he's ready to go. He's the most talented of the young. I mean, of him and Awuzie, and I love what Awuzie has done. I mean, the, the, how he's shown up so far. But Lewis is the more talented of the two, in my opinion. Well, and I just want him to be ready because I'm ready for Mickey to see him really play. You haven't really gotten to see Jordan Lewis play as much as you probably have wanted to. Well, we didn't see him at all in training camp. No, exactly. really didn't. You really know, didn't. Hurt That's himself it. right away on special teams and, and then, you know, just kind of prolonged and prolonged. So the most we saw of him, it was in OTAs. And, you know, obviously the coaches like what they saw of him. But, again, you haven't seen it yet. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I'm throwing uh, him in the deep end of the pool. You go ahead, see if he can swim. Well, I mean, under fire yeah, go you swim. Throw him I, in before know, Jason ben Garrett Rickery. said it today. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. What about Anthony I drafted Brown? this kid to play. What about Brown in the slot? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, Brown. Yeah, let's go. Don't you think Brown starts? Oh no, Brown absolutely starts. He's going to play in the slot. I think what you're going to see is what we saw at the end of the game. I think that's what you're going to be starter Carroll. A Wouzier, and then and then uh, Brown. Brown in the slot, and then your complimentary player is going to be Lewis. I, hey, Jason Garrett said it, guys and gal. Sixteen games, you've only got sixteen of these. Yeah, yeah. We we don't have time to wait around anymore. And you're yeah. saying that, and the only name that was actually on this 2016 roster was Anthony Brown. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying uh, anything against that. You're just you're that's working but, with but, a different. That's era. crazy. But, but, yeah. You had Barry Church and all them. But before we had this show, and I think if we'd had this show in this in this in the in the sum in the spring, we would have talked about is this group more talented than the one they let well, go? That's and that's that's there on the other side of the building. That's what they're thinking. They're like, hey, Awuzie, come on, Lewis, come on. You know, hey Brown, you were pretty good last year. Younger Don't Carol, just be you know, get us to where we need to be, and we'll figure these young guys out. Younger for sure, but they'll tell you that the the hope is a little faster, a little quicker, maybe in position to make more plays on the ball. Yeah, but again, they're young, so are you going to forty turnovers? You, 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 <laughs> yeah, you got a lot to go there. You got yeah. thirty nine oh. to go. But do you trade off allowing more big plays down the field with the younger guys out there? I mean. You have to see. They, were, they did a bit, That was the best thing they did in the secondary last year was allowing, I think, 10 fewer pass plays over 20 yards than they did the year before. Hey, what were you going to say, Mickey? I was going to say, well, maybe faster than Brandon Carr, but yep. I'll, I'll take Morris Claiborne in a foot race with any of these guys. Yeah, that's – He I, just I, couldn't stay healthy. Couldn't stay healthy. And, may, and, hey, and hopefully, hopefully he doesn't – the curse hasn't been passed down to Lewis – you know, him now, maybe he's got that behind him, so hopefully so. Now, on the encouraging side, we got to see Anthony Hitchens do some field work out there uh, on the courts. So, what if, let me ask you this play, play crystal ball with me, Mickey. Okay. Ooh, Even though that's you, Mickey's favorite. Mickey loves crystal ball. What if you do, if you get the same type of effort, intensity, all those things you got from Jalen Smith in week one, and say you, in week, we get to week four and Hitchens is able to play? Mm hmm. You gonna make that switch? Oh, it's a Prescott Romo deal again. Uh oh. I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not gonna hold it to well, you. Well, let's. But what we saw, what we saw from Anthony Hitchens is he was clearly the starting middle linebacker. Yeah. yeah. And maybe this is another day talk. I, I'm sorry for bringing. No, it, but, it's like we got to see what but, Smith does because I think he has to take the next steps and improve. But yeah, he it, wasn't perfect. No, no, he wasn't perfect. But if he plays like he did, you know, where you're like, whoa, he wasn't a liability out there, right? You know, I mean, well then maybe. Maybe Hitchens take for for just getting them back in. He takes over the role that Durant was going to take. 
That's even better point because right he was playing on yeah. all those changeup defenses. Sure. Remember, it was him and. Well, Lee. I wonder if the coaches would switch that. Well, mm. put it on the coaches, Mickey. See, say, say what, see what the coaches would so do. Put the, put the. Don't put it on put you. Put it on nickel. the coaches. I, I'd play him on the nickel. Hitchens. Hitch on the nickel. Yes. Hitchens and Lee, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then let let Jalen play Boy. base defense. How about you there? That probably was the plan to begin with. Yeah, I was gonna you say know? I feel like this is what they've been thinking. Yeah, about. put Jalen in that in a two down situation and then Hitchens is Hitchens the nickel was guy. Good. Hmm? Hitchens was good. He was good in California. Hey, you I spoke guys to him yesterday. That? He said he's getting, talked about him every day. Rob, you a, wrote about him, yeah. I did. Yeah. Just I spoke to him briefly. He said he's you mentioned rehab work and he's just getting going with that. He's not, you know, back to football activities. Oh, I put him out there next week. He said he's getting better every single day. <laughs> Brian is every not day. the head coach. Of I'm this not thank team. God for that. Just throw him out there, huh? No, hey. I just I'm I'm the worst when it <laughs> he's comes not ready. He's not See, ready. Brian's favorite thing of the entire football industry, I'd have to say football players NFL draft. I love football players. And yesterday we were in the locker room, Mickey. You wrote about it in Mick Shots. Whoa, and, uh, that's back? It's it's back. back. Mick Shots is back? back? Back, baby. And, uh, Rob, you guys all know about this, but uh, Dak Prescott told a very interesting story during his locker room availability saying that he missed a flight to Denver and the possibilities of him possibly not being with the Cowboys mm. all pretty much laid with the trade of the Broncos trading up to get Paxton Lynch stealing him away from Jerry Jones and and what that could have meant for the team. They would have probably traded their second round, third round pick of that draft. That means no Jalen Smith, no Charles Tapper. Yeah. And definitely no Dak Prescott if they go and get a quarterback in the first round. Wow. Paxton Lynch did not practice yesterday, shoulder, and, and has been inactive. And obviously yeah. Trevor Simeon is the starting quarterback for them now. Sometimes the best trades you make are the ones you don't make, right, Brian? I'll tell you what, man. No, no true words. Sometimes things happen for a reason. As Dave <laughs> no, wrote about I, on the I, website, it's, I, it's fate kind of what happened. Let me you know? tell you this. Let me tell you this. Sitting in a draft room, you think about that and you, you, you kick yourself and then you look at how it turned out and you're like, my God, was I stupid. You know, you're like, oh, God, was I lucky. You know, you do. You sit there and you just. You're, you're, Broncos right now. Are no, you agonize about it. So well, you know, but yeah, it's, it, hey, it worked out. John Elway's a good evaluator of quarterbacks. I mean, I, I trust his eye for quarterbacks. I really, really do. And obviously they, they had some interest in Dak. They wanted to bring him in. And as you said, Tay, I mean, Dak was pretty open about that. He said he, he was working down in Orlando and apparently that's a busy airport to uh, fly out of. Hey, I just want to say the Broncos are definitely mad at themselves right now because that was the year they were deciding not to pay Brock Osweiler that big money contract. Sure. The Texans ended up doing that. They traded him away to the Browns' last free agency date. Now he's back with the Broncos for a lot less money. A lot less money. But I'll tell you what, though. It's the worst airport to fly out in the United States. He said he was a little late. Other than maybe Chicago. Yeah. It just a little traffic well, on the, the way there. The Broncos are going to be looking at there, Dak huh? Prescott well, this weekend. Maybe there's just so much. More. The security yeah. lines about in Orlando Miami are so long. Well, yeah. Have you ever been in Miami? Oh, yeah. Okay. TSA, yeah. Mickey here. Yeah. But Orlando, there's that, no the there's no Disney World in Orlando. No, but they handle they know how to handle the crap. Well, they'll take, take a shot at Orlando. Oh, like I am that. because not only do you have to go through that long security line, you got to get on a tram to get to the terminal. Well, everywhere you go, we get on a tram. I know, okay. but that's what you got to plan See, ahead when yeah. you go to Orlando. Mickey flying charter. He was a rookie. He didn't he didn't understand flying hey, out of Orlando. No, that's true. A lot it of happens, it. but he, he missed. He said he missed the team the dinner. 
and he got there later. But you know, and, and as he said, said, when the quarterback misses his flight, that's probably not a good. It's sign. a bad example. Yeah, it probably yeah, doesn't bode well for your chances. I told him yeah. he should have. He got there. He said the, the door just closed. He should have offered the the gate person a water burger. But you. That's a not idea. a bad call, right? Not the a bad. It didn't come prepared. Let him in now, seeing Dak Prescott walk yeah. up yes. to their plane. Yes. I think well, matter of fact, I think if you've really followed Dak, he doesn't have to fly commercially. Yeah. Anymore. yeah. If you follow, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> alleviated that There's problem. Tay, Tay just gave him a little plug Good right point. there. And, and if Good you point. guys follow Jerry Jones, you realize he doesn't all fly no. commercial as well. And <laughs> he didn't ride down the tollway anymore. Quote from him yesterday: This is what. Jerry Jones said right after draft night one, missing on Paxton Lynch, and he said, when I look back on my life, I overpaid for my big successes every time, and when I tried to get a bargain, get a little cheaper or get a better deal on it, I ended up usually either getting it and not happy I got it or even missing it, and I probably should have overpaid here in reference to Paxton Lynch. Yes. Little did he know. He didn't need to do that. No. And, and, and hey, the draft gods, well, every once in a while, they smile on you. It, it, you know, they really you, do. It, it's an interesting quote, really interesting quote. When you think about how fortunate they've been with quarterbacks, I mean, Romo was like a godsend, undrafted. Mm-hmm. And since then, I mean, they really they took a, a flyer on Stephen McGee in the fourth round, didn't work out. So, I mean, I think the philosophy was, okay, well, if we want to get a guy that's the, the heir apparent to Tony, we might have to pay up, we might have to spend a high pick on him, Lo and behold, Rain Dakota in the fourth round. Hey, in the history of the Dallas Cowboys, they've taken flyers on every quarterback that was outstanding except Troy Aikman because they had the first pick in the draft. Sure. They took a flyer on Meredith, signing him to basically a, uh, a, what do you call it, private services contract. AFL times, yes. Yeah, because they wanted to get him away from the AFL. They took a flyer on Roger Staubach, who they knew that he was going to have Military to be out service. for four to five years of right. service. They took a flyer on Danny White when they drafted him. He was going to the WFL, and they said, okay, let's just use a third-round uh, pick on him and see if that turns out. So, yeah, it, flyer on Romo, flyer team, on yeah. this guy. Team flyer team. on Drew Henson, Chad Hutchinson. Yeah, it didn't work. Garrett, <laughs> yeah. Wade Wilson. Rob, you know, don't remind me Babe of <laughs> Sorry, Brian. But those weren't yeah. flyers. Those were just kind of bringing in guys trying yeah. to find We were trying to have a really good – didn't have anything. Trying to have a good company baseball team. But I am time. glad that we have Jalen Smith and Charles Tapper here. Yes. Because yes. as Mickey is alluding to, Jalen Smith – could even be causing some uproar in the lineup here and Charles Tapper getting his first sack last week so Cowboys very happy with that 2016 draft the years just pass on by but we are passing by here in the SWBC mortgage studio we're going to take our first break you guys can still call us the number is 214-872-2102 when we come back we're getting to tell me more with the Broncos offensive players you should know about so join us when we are back here in the studio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, 
career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Crave Rider. You like the wave of Dr. Pepper when you crave a Dr. Pepper. Crave Rider. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you this is talking cowboy you know what guys in football adjusting your plays are key to a win but underwear adjustments are something we'd rather avoid that's why there's tommy john the 21st century men's underwear that never mickey ever rides up tommy john no adjustment needed shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 20% off your first order, tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. If you guys are listening, I hope were, you just yeah. missed it. Got the socks on. Socks. That's what Mickey Cash was, was hopeful was about. flashing us. <laughs> nope, just his socks. He was bringing his foot up. Thought, socks. His socks. We socks are living. good. They're not riding up? No. That's they, good. They stay clutched to your calf. There you go. Clutch to your cap. That is yeah. beautifully spoken. I say I spoken. should re- rewrite those things, right? No, <laughs> and the are, socks. Clutch to your calf. We are back. And before the break, I told you guys we would get some Broncos offensive players. But we also want to hear from you. So before we get to that, we'll get to our caller, Paul in Colorado, because he is behind enemy lines this week. Yeah. What's Paul. up, Paul? Uh, not much. Taylor, Rob, Brian, Mickey, good to talk to you guys. Thank Taylor, you. thanks for reading my uh, my tweet yesterday. I am local to the area, so, yeah, I end up listening to a lot of uh, sports radio out of Denver. Um, So I've got a question and then a bold prediction. My question is, does uh, Coach Marinelli change things up this week? Last week it was a lot more of kind of a soft zone. Veteran quarterback and Eli Manning proved to be the right solution. This week we've got uh, a one-year player. And I tell you, from listening to the radio from from training camp, there was a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth during training camp because it seemed like neither uh, Simeon or uh, Paxton Lynch wanted to take that starting job. You know, they were very inconsistent. So does does Marinelli change things up and bring more pressure this week to try and rattle him? All right, we'll get to that. And then what was your bold prediction? My bold prediction is related to that is that we will see Brock Osweiler on Sunday because Mm. the Cowboys defense will be able to get to Trevor Simeon 
and rattle him so much that they'll pull him and put Brock in. Wow. So that's it. Thanks much, guys. That is bold. So Paul is out there. He's got a little insight being located in Colorado. Marinelli loves pressure. I think he would love to see a quarterback switch. But will that happen? Do you guys see them really making the move on Trevor Simeon? Uh, I mean, if Paul's talking about all-out blitzing constantly, that's not really Rod's no. M.O. So you're right, Tay. I mean, they want to get as much pressure as possible, but he's he pretty – wants them to get to the quarterback. Get to the quarterback, but I don't know if they change what they do. They're pretty selective with their blitzes, guys, right? Yeah, and I don't know that playing zone or man changes what – you know significantly what he wants. I mean, he wants a rush with his front four. Right. Every once in a while is send a linebacker sure. or send a guy out of the slot. Sure. But I don't know that that changes how you play your entire defense. No, I think he was talking about do you take – maybe the, 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 the switch would be from a veteran quarterback to a really a second-year quarterback. Do you try and confuse him with, with looks, with different looks? I, I don't see it being a really a big disguising – defense here I mean there's stuff they do in the secondary where they they kind of give you a look like they're going to play two and then they go to three you know that kind of stuff Mickey's right Rob with the blitz the slot blitz I think that's how they kind of want to get home but it's going to be about four-man pressure you know and we'll get into when we start to say tell me more I, I know the guy that I picked well then let's go you know, yeah. let's go into your guy well, yeah. and I think what what I think to me what's more difficult for a young quarterback is to figure out the zones than figure out man coverage. Yeah, make contested throws. I think that's the really yeah. the key. You know, if you could find a way to make him have to make – we talk about pressure with Manning. You know, they, they got to Manning pretty well, but Manning wasn't accurate throwing the football. And I think that's really what the way they want to affect uh, Trevor Simeon in this football game, make him not be an accurate quarterback. Yes, well, you hinted at it. Let's go to Tell Me More. Today, my panel chose – offensive players for the Broncos that you guys should know about. So I'm very excited to say that, Brian, you should go first. I will. Garrett Bowles is the uh, the first-round tackle that the, that the uh, Broncos took. And he's your starter at left tackle. And he, he went to school at Utah, much maligned, if you remember from the draft show. Bounced older around. Guy. Yeah, older guy, married, all that, you know, a lot of positive things. Turned his life around, was really a train wreck before he got married and all that. Bounced around to a bunch of different schools, you know. Found uh, found uh, himself being, you know, coming up the draft boards here, late in the late in the first round. The Broncos they do take him. So, what you got to know about him though is he plays really soft. And when I mean soft, he's not one of these guys that when you watch Tyron Smith play or watch Collins play that they sit down on you. When they, you know, when you get into him, they sit down immediately because they've got that upper upper and lower body power. This guy doesn't have that. So when you watch him rush, and especially with Melvin Ingram in this game I watched last week, his ability, you could take him to the quarterback. You can, you can rush him hard enough. Now, he's an athletic guy, so movement doesn't give him problems, but power does. Keep an eye on the Cowboys if they're able to get that rush where they lower their head and, and just take him straight back to the quarterback. Both these tackles struggle, not as badly as what the Giants' tackles were struggling out. But this is this is a group I think that you can take advantage of the edges a little bit, but keep an eye on him and keep an eye on him on his lack of power and see if they could squeeze the pocket. The, you know the tackles responsible for the whip, the width, squeeze the pocket, get the middle push, and maybe create some problems for Simeon in the middle of the pocket. I like hearing all of that. Yeah. Watch out for Taco. Yep. Watch out mm. for Let's hope. Taco. Who Might be Taco Sunday. Yeah. Who are you watching out for, Mickey, out there on I Sunday? am watching out for an obvious one. 
unfortunately. Demarius Thomas. Yeah. 88. He was their leading receiver in the game, 5 for 67. But as I was going through their little release here, this stuck out to me. Broncos wide receiver Demarius Thomas joined the Pro Football Hall of Famers Jerry Rice and Marvin Harrison as the only players in league history with four consecutive seasons totaling at least 90 catches and 1,300 receiving yards. So he good. That's good. pretty good, yeah, right? He good. He good. And that's, good. that's kind of very, you know, small company there. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Cowboys have to make sure that he doesn't single-handedly uh, hurt them. Uh, and it's got to be a combination of coverages. I don't think anybody follows them, especially right. Skandrick out. Right. They'll continue to play sides, but they've got to they've got to change up between doubling him, singling him, kind of make doing what teams do to Dez. Let the linebacker, if you're in base, disrupt get him, out yeah. a little wider yeah. so he can't run the sl- slant passes. Uh, so, but they better keep an eye on him and not let him bail out Simeon. Yeah, that, that's a very good uh, a, a thumbnail on the guy, too. And I'll tell you what you've, I noticed on film, though. You know, it, it's been a little bit of a struggle. when Under the Manning administration, he was top, he was, dog. Yeah, top dog. And here it's been a little bit more like 10, 12 less receptions because of really the quarterback problems that they've had. So, But Mickey's absolutely right about the ability of the player. He's what? a little like their 88. Uh, the yeah, 88 no, here absolutely. is a, a big physical receiver. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Go up and get the ball. I think a question a lot of people had last week was, where was Brandon Marshall? And I thought the Cowboys did a good job of shutting him down. So hopefully what Mickey is telling you won't scare you but excite you because the Cowboys were able to do something similar to that with Brandon Marshall. But this guy's not old. He's not old. No. No. He's not old. Only fifth season then there with the Broncos, right? Right. So that's scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me something that won't scare me, Rob. Or, <laughs> yeah. or Potentially, just, maybe. Well, Potentially. Let's go to another Texan here. We talked about a couple Texans yesterday. Jamal Charles, backup running back. He's a little older by running back standards now. Used to be one of the best backs, most premier backs in the league. 30 years old now, and he's settled into a complimentary role now in his first year in Denver. C.J. Anderson's your starter, and he got the bulk of the carries in week one against, I was going to say San Diego, L.A., the Chargers. But Jamal Charles, 10 carries, 40 yards in the game. He's a weapon out of the backfield. He can, he, you know, he's, he's got 285 career catches. That's over 30 a year. So that's something they've got to watch for. And, and I, I want to point out the running game especially because it's kind of like I, the point I made last week about the Cowboys. You, you, Denver needs to stay ahead of the chains here for Simeon. Still a young quarterback. Uh, Denver was near the bottom of the league last year in rushing. 3.6 yards a carry, less than 100 yards rushing. So – Maybe Charles can get in that mix, but what it looks like right now is they're just kind of use him as a change of pace guy. Maybe a dozen specialty plays. That's what their reports are up there. So can he give them an extra element in the run game, kind of lightning to C.J. Anderson's thunder? They ran for 140 yards against the Chargers. If they run for 140 yards against the Cowboys, the Cowboys are getting beat. Yeah. Wow, that's go, a, that's, I'll just go right there. That's, Bold. That's fair. That's so, fair. So those guys up front, you know, we always make a big deal out of the pass rush, who can get there, who can't. It's going to be an important game to stop that run and make sure that ball is in Simeon's hand. And that might mean that Tyrone Crawford plays a little bit more as a run-stopping defensive end, more yeah. so than the guy that's, that's got to get to the quarterback. Great note. Would it great be note. fair to say that the uh, advantage here for the Cowboys, though, and I agree with what Mickey says as far as if they run that much – but their offensive line is 
is as weak as probably the Giants maybe. Yeah, it's it's not as I don't think it's as bad overall. I do at the tackle spot. Just keep an eye. If it turns into a game where all of a sudden they're not able to sustain runs like Mickey say, now it's Simeon. It has to throw. Then watch these tackles. But it's he's absolutely right. You know, if they can get some things, they get some track. The same can be said for the Cowboys. Right. You've got to find a way to make Denver defend your run. You know, if they if they are successful defending the run, they're going to get you. They don't they don't give you anything on second down, and they surely are not going to give you a thing on third down when you have to throw the football. Mm-hmm. So this game is going to come down really to what team can is better equipped to run. We think it's the Cowboys, and what defense is better equipped to handle the run. We'll see. The, the Broncos have made some schematic improvement. And physical improvement, let's see if they can carry it all together. Got a quick stat for you from all22.com. This speaks to just how good Denver's defense has been over the last couple of years. Since 2015, they're 24-4 and four when they score 17 points or more. That's it, 17. And when they score less, they're 1-7. and seven. But they don't they, – they put their offense in position where the offense doesn't really have to go win the game. And the question is going to be, can the Cowboys put that pressure on them? And, and we'll see. So, I mean, 17, that, that shows you just how good defensively they've been. They but the are. professor's not there anymore. The professor. Wade, Wade Phillips. Wilkes. Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Truth. I think you're right. But there is another Texan there to look at. And I have Emmanuel Sanders, the wide receiver who used to be teammates with Cole Beasley here, both slot receivers. And I think, you know, we're talking earlier about how the Cowboys will do with slot corners. Right. Emmanuel Sanders might be the bigger threat here. I know what Mickey said about Demarius Thomas. He's yeah. absolutely a threat. You need to keep your eyes on that 88. But Emmanuel Sanders, what is scary about him is the space that he can get. He right. just read coverages so well. Yeah. So will he be beating up on these slot corners for the Cowboys? Yeah, it's going to be a huge matchup. That's, good. That's a good thing. I, I, you know, is, I, I agree with you about what Mickey's saying. And, but, you know, with Sanders, you know, how will that match up? Can Anthony Brown inside play well enough? You know, Simeon's going to look for people that he can throw to that can make plays for him. Okay, that sounds very obvious there. But Sanders is a guy that's a little bit different, though, with the ability to find the space, like you said, and, and make those, uh, those catches, get first downs, high football intelligence, knows where the sticks are, one of those types of guys that you're going to have to deal with. Absolutely. What you get when you go to SMU, right? Smart guy. Is it SMU just makes those guys? I guess. They make them smart football players there. <laughs> a fan question, and we already know this, but let's answer Nicole's question. She said, can you give any updates on Rico Gathers? Yeah, he's not going to practice until you, – you're not going to get him for, six, uh, well, five more weeks now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he can't officially start practicing until week six, and then he can be activated in week eight. So you still got five more weeks of Rico Gathers being on. Game it. eight, week nine. Yeah, right. Exactly. Game eight, yeah. week nine. Because there's yeah. the buy in there right. at some point. Right. Now, yesterday, the media was available to talk to Demarcus Ware, obviously former Cowboy for first nine years, mm. and ended his career in Denver and will be honored at the game on Sunday. And they said, how close were you to coming back to the Cowboys? And he said, one day. Of course, he ended up retiring officially as a Dallas Cowboy. So – would you guys have liked to have seen him on this line just for one more season? Absolutely. I mean, I, he still had something left in the tank, don't you think? They must not have offered him enough money. Health, maybe? You think the health was? I think, well, he I talked think, about that money. His... Money, I think was. I think money's fair point, but I think not an every down player as a health. Uh, I think health. He, if he mentioned that of... over just down the hall here. He mentioned yeah. that when his retirement 
ceremonial press conference that long-term health was important to him. Harris, he could have been like young kids, the, the guy with Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Uh, Her- who am I thinking? Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, right? you're thinking James Harrison. James Harrison. Yeah, James Harrison. He's going to be a designated pass rusher. You know, every three or four snaps, you go in there one time and rush the quarterback when you need him. That's a little bit too about if you look at what the Steelers have done with Watt. You know, they they they've drafted him to kind of take over that role. Yeah, he's drafted to take over that role of Harrison. You're right, though. Some designated pass rush stuff. I just, you know, with 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 where I, I do believe it was more about the the the, the long term health. I, I said it earlier that he's got young kids. You know, you want to think about that, and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, when he has he made his decision, that those those kids were in the forefront of his mind, and I think they were. I mean, he told us that when he came and did the pregame show, yeah. this the preseason game, the first one he did. Yeah. We yeah. talked about it. I said, "Can I talk you out of it?" Because yeah. you know, Stephen's coming up next, and sure. we can work something out. And he was like, you, you know, closer. This, is, <laughs> this is the healthiest I, I felt. I feel so good. And he goes, you know what? I just didn't want to do anything. I think when you've had that much back problems, it probably shies you away. Well, Are you trying to become an agent here? You trying? To- I was trying. Yeah. yeah. Mickey, I, I, I seen that pass rush. That, get that three percent cut. I'd, I'd be doing. Pretty I, good. I liked what he. I was wouldn't have been here today. Yesterday by the way. too, and he said somebody was asking him, "Did you think about helping the Cowboys practice this week? Kind of simulating." Simulate, yeah, simulating Von Miller, and he said, I couldn't be as fast as him. No. <laughs> so that wouldn't do anybody help. But we have a caller on the line. Michael from California, what is your question? Uh, my question is, do you think it's time that people start giving the Cowboys a little bit more credit for the way they draft as far as defense and start giving credit and recognizing that our defense is actually starting to you know, come together as the pieces we have drafted? And that, that uh, as fans, you know, like um, – do you think they'll be they'll be pretty good? That's my question. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll give him for the, the for the credit for drafting better, but I will also say this: the New York Giants were offensively challenged, mm-hmm. and you're about to play some teams that are, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens here in Denver. They've got the running game. Mickey mentioned, you know, the they've got a young quarterback, but you, you've got some games coming up against some veteran quarterbacks that can spin it pretty good. Let, let's uh, let's see how defensively. I, I'm encouraged by. The young guys, I'm always more interested in playing with young guys and seeing if they can have success as opposed to older guys that just being okay where you're treading water. But I, I, uh, I I'll, yeah, I'll give Will McClay and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and Jason Garrett, for that matter, credit for the way they have drafted because they've, they've figured out some pieces. Now, let's see overall how that all plays out. But uh, you know, at least for right now, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, but I, I also caution you that the Giants were a very offensively challenged team on their line. They were compromised without Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. They don't run the football, and they've got a quarterback. When you bring his eye level down, he's not very good. Well, I don't know if this defense got enough credit last year for what they did. They weren't flashy, but they kept teams out of the end zone for the most part. They were one of the stingiest teams in terms of points per game, Under, very underrated. They didn't make a lot of plays on the ball. They still need more takeaways, and that's that's where Rod's – 40 coach. goal comes from yeah coach I, I just wonder what coach marinelli thinks of this you know we'll talk oh to you him know like- yeah did some good things got to be more consistent though <laughs> got to get opportunities just got to stay at it every day never stop aggressive grinding fast <laughs> where where did kent find that solid cut? where do you find that cut yeah, yeah, he, we have coach marinelli on the line he's okay. a lot of oh, adjectives a right drop. there can we just yeah. dial him up that drop <laughs> 
That is a that is from a that's from his office right there. You just got no, that, we have a direct line to his direct office. line to his office. Nick, you know that Coach Marinelli listens to Talking Cowboys Absolutely. every day, eleven thirty a.m. Central Time. He doesn't have anything else to do. He doesn't, but we do, and we have more coming up after our final break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is Talkin' Cowboys. And if we're talking Cowboys, we're talking Papa John's pizza. Those ingredients, boy, they are 100% good. They are. Yeah. The veggies and the pepperoni. Fresh, whole. When it's 100%, it's better pizza, and it's got to be Papa John's. You just kind of meander along in this read. I need need some some guidance. There's at least four of these. Yeah. Yeah, but you've always you've taken doing pride. There's you, only two Papa John's. Don't give me that. You've, you've always taken pride in you, living you, that spot. You love the Papa John's now, ad Papa lib. John's, you know, I just wonder, I've seen Papa John's polos and different things, and you have a beautiful collared shirt on today. Have they ever, you know, given something back to you? Maybe no, that didn't even give me a pizza. I'll tell you what, Mickey would spill the Papa John's on him. I was eating lunch with him yesterday. And yeah, what a mess. <laughs> Mickey, but Mickey spilled it where it was right down his tie line. Oh, Mick. So he didn't no have to problem. worry about it. We need a Tide sponsorship. It was a splash. It was a splash all over the place. That was after I splashed blood on the shirt oh, uh, earlier in the yeah. oh, that's, that's morbid. What, yeah. what? You okay? I mean. And then here comes the FBI. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and we're one this less. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But you know who needs. Cowboys reporter. <laughs> Sticks himself with a staple. Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. Because he's okay. stapling all these papers he has. Yeah. You guys are watching. It's very impressive the way that Mickey prepares. I'm, I'm every organized, week. right? You he's have organized. Stuff just flying around. What do you think about Rob's poll sponsored by Papa John's? Ooh, it has a, I like a that. ring to it. Should we pitch that? Yeah. Let's pitch that. Just take all the sponsorship away from Mickey. 100% pure. Whole. That's right. That's right. Never jaded. Never jaded. Whole, never frozen. Let's go to today's poll, and it's talking about what we what we just talked about. Rod Marinelli's goal, 40 takeaways this year. How many takeaways do you think the Cowboys defense will get? You got four options. Below 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, or 40 plus. Whoa. <laughs> 
Ooh. It may just get to 50 this I'm, I'm year, you very, know? I'm very curious to see who won that. Who you got? What who, you got? What do I have? Yeah. 20 to 30. Okay. Anybody 20 else? 20 to 30 is fair, especially when Mickey told us how many they got last season. What's over the 30? 30 to what? 30 to 40. Oh, okay, but you're playing against some guys. I'm thinking of these the, the schedule. Guys that take care of the yeah, ball. Yeah, guys that take care of the ball. Rodgers. But the the way I think they're going to create is with their tackling. You know, we've seen we've seen them that ability to get to the ball, to tackle, rip the ball loose. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll I'll go over with these guys. I'll go 30 to 40 on that. I think they'll be. I think well, they'll be one of the better ones. The only thing I hope is that Jeff Heath isn't their interception leader again. Yeah, you'd you'd prefer the corners to get a couple picks in there. Yeah. How many did they have last year? Uh, it was twenty. You right? got the book, something like that. Right the there. Book. You keep got a hundred pounds of paper in front about, of you. Keep talking about hey. the results oh, you, are in. Oh, this is twenty sixteen. I've uh, moved on to twenty seventeen. Sixty three percent of the votes say twenty to thirty. Okay, so you guys were correct. Thirty to forty got nineteen. Safe zone. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, yeah, and, you, and you guys will probably be right, but I'll, I'll think that just because they've they've done a little bit better job, they got some guys. These young guys look like they, you know, Orlando Scandrix has improved with his ball skills. You know, from we seen in training camp, they worked really hard on that. They rip, they rip the ball. They tackle well enough. You know, you get guys like Sean Lee with a big hit. If Jalen Smith continues to big hit, you get sack fumbles in the pocket. Just need to get on those. You know, I mean, they'll probably be about six or seven when they don't get on. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would go. I would go maybe the thirty. Yeah, I hope they had twenty last year. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the problem was they they only ended up with well eleven fumble recoveries. Right. There were twenty eight fumbles. They got eleven. See, of that's them. what I'm saying. You got to get on that. Come on. Get on that football. On. Get on that football. Tiger. Yeah, some <laughs> tiger. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Tiger Woods. Look him up, insulting himself back in the day. But we gotta, we gotta get to our guy Reggie here. He's calling all the way from Germany. All right. Oh yeah. Hey Reggie, he's still on. Sorry. Hi Reggie. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Good What's up? Good. Good. I got um, two quick questions for you. Um, I know that that Demarcus talked about wanting to help the um, defensive ends out. Um, have the defense? Have any of our defensive ends turned to him? Or are the Cowboys going to allow him to do some work with our ends? Um, the other question is: um, I got into a real deep discussion with a bunch of folks online that were talking about who's the best back. So I'm going to ask you guys: Who do you think is the better back, Davy Johnson, um, our guy Zeke, uh, Levy, uh, um, or Bell? Levin Bell, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for bringing the NFL over to Germany. We always appreciate that. You guys can still call us numbers, 214-872-2012. Let's get to his first. Dware helping the guys. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And, you know, we live right the, – the, the practice field is our back backyard. I will say the open practices here at Ford Center – Charles Haley is yeah, it's on always the sideline. Yeah, it's been Charles out. Haley, yeah. That, 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 that's not a bad guy to learn from either. So. I don't yeah, know what? if it, it wasn't during the season, but I know Tyrone Crawford worked with them a little in the offseason. I remember them tweeting about that or something like okay. that. There's a little show you Worked right, with where? Worked with DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, DeMarcus Ware did something for NFL Network, I believe, and Tyrone right. Crawford was involved. And I mean, I think he's probably one of those guys that you could just consult anytime, maybe a mentor to these guys. Sure. Right, right Brian? Yeah, I think that to me that, you know, Haley's always going to be a guy that's around and, and where I think he's got other interests and things like that. He, it's always an offer. You always say, hey, well, yeah, we'll, we'll show up. We'll, you know, it's like Michael Irvin. Hey, I'll show up. I'll work with that, whoever. But, you know, when you get into the season, it's a little bit more difficult. It's a lot. It's, well, it's not a little. It's a lot difficult because the coaches, you don't have that much time. 
you know, coaches get you out there. Now, maybe some pre-practice stuff if they're standing around, but I, I just haven't seen anybody reach out, uh, reach out to like, – well, where? I haven't seen him really, you know, reach out to, to be a part of that. they got some pretty good teachers here. Yeah, I don't – They do. I mean, Leon Lett kind of knows what's going yeah. on. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think now, what so. was the other call of the best? He was talking back. about the best running back in the league. I, you know, unfortunately, David Johnson out for two to three months now with the dislocated wrist. Right. So, and hmm. I well, think he's out. He's out. He's out of the equation. If you had to pick one, and we've lived with the one that's here, twenty-one. If you had to, uh, if you had to, if you had to pick one to go play a game tomorrow, who would you pick? I think I would pick Zeke because we saw Le'Veon Bell showing in Week One. Yes, I get sometimes people have slow starts, but. Yeah, I agree. I said it the other day. He's the best back in the league because th there's the underrated part of the passing game, but a guy that can get you tough yards, he can do that better than the other two guys. Can he play with this O-line, wherever that is, the game that I'm playing, Brian? Yeah. Can this O-line yeah. be the one that's yeah. helping him? Mickey, you have a thought? Yeah. Um, I would take Zeke just because this reminds me of the argument of Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith. Right. I like that you brought that up the other day because I think a lot of people forget that argument. And, and that raged, right? Oh, Barry Sanders was great. He did this, this, and this. And he was. But they were two different backs. You know, Barry Sanders might have had a heck of a lot more yards if he didn't lose so many yards. Emmett didn't lose yards. Right. He was always going forward. You know, Barry Sanders was always looking for the big explosion play. Uh, and Emmett understood what getting – that Zeke understands the dirty yards where you just sometimes you got to get three. You can't sit there and jump around in the holes looking for 20. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Zeke. Uh, now, from a pure running standpoint, you know, Bell's awfully good. No, that's what, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards Bell myself. Why do you have such a slow start week one? You know, well, you never know. Yeah, he he held out. If you remember, he no, signed. I agree. Yeah, yeah he, you know, he didn't have the camps and stuff like that. But they, you know, they have OTAs. I mean, that's not an excuse. But if I think if I had to play a game tomorrow, I I, I like what you guys are saying. We've we've all seen this with Ezekiel Elliott. Those were some tough yards the other day against the Giants. You know, and, and we all realize what he brings to this football team. I'll tell you, I think David Johnson's very underrated though too. But if you yeah. look at what he's what he's done in Arizona, he's a multi his his guy ability too. to catch the football yep. such a weapon. Yep. You know, if you have the ability to get him around the goal line, I mean, he, he's tough. But I think if I had to pick a game, and this is no disrespect to whoever you yeah. don't pick, but I think I would pick Bell to be my to be my primary ball carrier. If I, if line. I yeah. See, the problem with Johnson is he's playing in Arizona, and a lot right. of people don't get to see him play no. on television, and especially no. national TV. Yeah, but you, the, if you watch tape, you'll know about him. You watch him, you see him play. I mean, his ability, he can, he can, he can make you look silly trying to catch him and – you know, the way he runs and, and you know, they, they get him going in the game, especially throwing the football. He's tough. Yeah, he's tough really guy. really tough in the passing game. Yes. Hey, let's get to another caller. We have Jonathan in Shreveport on the line. What is up? Hello. How y'all doing? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I had all my questions planned out, but I get get on here. I get a little nervous. That's okay. Uh, it's only first, us. I just, oh, sorry, Mick. Uh, first, I just want to thank y'all for everything y'all do. Uh, I listen to all y'all shows. Appreciate uh, it. Great programming. Um, Brian, you kind of surprised me a couple of weeks ago, uh, cause your personality doesn't seem like the type you said that with the whole Zeke deal that, uh, you would just put it behind you. Yeah. Now me, I can speak personally. I've been accused of domestic violence that I sure. did not commit. And I can assure you that when a person is accused to that, they're not going to say plead guilty to it. You know, I mean, I just, I can't fathom it. And, yeah. it, and especially with you, with your personality, sure. you really think 
you would do that? Yeah, Brian? I would. I, mean, I, I, I would in this I case. Absolutely, I would. Because let me ask you this. In your domestic violence case, did things get pushed further out? Did we find out more about you afterwards? Were there things uh, I that mean, we... it, it all got dropped, but and no, sir, we didn't find out anything. See? But we found out the truth, yeah. and the, and and now it's over and done with. Where has had I pled guilty to something? That's something that never goes away. I mean, once you're a domestic violence guy, yeah. it's not behind you. It's never behind you. You're a domestic violence guy for the rest of your life. Well, the the, the you know? like I said, no. The thing I was saying was, I'm I'm worried about what further further damage is going to be done to him. And I and I understand about the domestic violence. I get that it's a terrible tag to have. It really, really is. I I totally get that part of it. I'm worried about going forward if this thing continues on and on and on and on. What else are we going to learn about her? And what else are we going to learn about Ezekiel Elliott? That's what I'm worried about. The more we dig, the the more the NFL digs, the more investigators dig, the more every. We're going to find out things we probably don't want to find out about this relationship. I don't know if we can find out anything well, more than we've already found. I don't out. disagree. I, 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 and, I disagree and, with and that. Here, and, and here's the deal. Going forward now and what's happening now has nothing to do. I'm not worried about the guilt. case anymore. I'm not worried it's about not, him. No, I'm not worried. I'm worried about somebody digging more on Ezekiel Elliott's background, independent of what we're about to hear. I'm not worried about the NFL anymore. But I'm not worried about and that. And that's fine. But what I'm saying is – What's going on f- now is more about having a fair hearing, a fair. Appeal. I'm not worried about that, Mickey. I'm worried. But that's what's going on. That's why it's still going. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying put the, it, the, it. It's it's going forward for the fair hearing and all that because people are still fighting about it. That's the problem. No, they're fighting about it because they said we gave them a fair hearing. They're not. Yeah, the they're NFL not fighting. The, they're not fighting the domestic violence. They're yeah, fighting the, the exactly. suspension. So there, we, that's there all gone. Be, there should be no more evidence yeah. that's brought into these. Court Somebody, cases. but I'm saying in this day and age, people will take the cause and saying, okay, the, the guy is supposedly a domestic violence guy. Somebody will take up the cause and say, well, let's dig this a little bit further. The Charles Robinsons of the world. Okay, but the I guys just... like that that will write cases or write stories that all of a sudden paint Zeke in an even worse light. Well, and there's things that have come out about their relationship that have been made public that nobody – you wouldn't want that out in the public. It's private information. Absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, what, what could come out that's worse than, than being labeled? Oh, just – I think are you so, – can I say something? Are you saying that they would continue to dig into who Zeke is separate absolutely, from this? Absolutely. Separate from this incident? Absolutely. Yes. Finding other things yes. that could lead yes. to people believing. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I totally get everybody's argument or, argument or understanding of trying to clear your name. I, I'm it, – it's not giving – I'm just saying, do, does Ezekiel Elliott, in this, in his wanting to clear his name, is he willing to put other things potentially that he's done for someone else to go out and find? Apparently, yes, because this thing could drag on into 2018, well into 2018. Yeah. I if thought that's, he shared an interesting Instagram post the other day. Did you see it, Mick? I did not. He said he shared a photo and he was kind of had a kind of a goofy expression on his face. Who's, who shared it? This is Ezekiel. He had oh. a, he had his Bose headphones on and he was in game day dress and he had kind of a silly looking happy face on. Obviously, first game day of the regular season. The caption was, "I go through it, just don't show it." Yeah. I mean, that's kind of his first hint at even saying anything about all this because yeah. it really hasn't yeah i it just really has kept like quiet. i say it's it's not about giving up it's about the 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 maybe the, i don't think yeah, yeah the, the damage think, further damage down the road that's because you're dealing in a situation where it appears that both sides 
are are putting a lot out there. Mm-hmm. And okay, what else is there? What, yeah, I, maybe not with this girl. What if they, somebody finds another girl that steps? We saw it in the Tiger Woods case. It's not just one woman. It's three women. It's four women. It's five women. You know, what? Well, and that's fine, Brian. I just, if it were me personally, I would just look. You can call me a lot of things, but you can't call me such and such. Well, domestic violence. I, I people just are not going to give that on my him, name. People are not going to give him the benefit of the doubt anyway. I'm, I'm hey. sorry. Oh, so you might as well keep fighting it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not going to. They're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's going further now. Did you guys see Brian Cushing now suspended ten games, PEDs, yeah. second strike for him out there. Yeah. I mean, guess the Texans don't draft the right kind of guy. That's, huh? that's the second one. Yeah, his yeah. four games. Yeah, his father was very critical too of a lot of people down in the Houston media, and when it happened the first time, two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah, of the year season. Yeah, they were very critical of of, of guys down there, and they, that they you know stay you know stay in your lane kind of bit, and you know sure enough, what happens now? Son's gone for ten for ten games. So ten games. That's yeah. just second t- second offense, right? Yeah. And tonight, to 10, yeah. the Texans will try to figure out their quarterback problems with the uh, Deshaun Watson starting yeah. his first game on a Thursday tonight? night. Yes, tonight. Cincinnati, in Cincinnati. It's his 22nd birthday. What were you doing on your 22nd birthday, Mickey? Writing a story. Mm. <laughs> Writing it was a- on the Smith Corolla. Was on the yeah. I was trying to graduate college. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Deshaun, this is the right thing for Houston to do. You know, and, and, and I know and we're not Houston break. I know. Just I'm just, time, just the when, when are they going to say, here's my quarterback and I'm sticking with them? They need to do that right now. Well, it's week one. I know. They already changed. Two. How many times did they change last year? Not everyone gets a flyby like we were saying <laughs> that the Cowboys do all the time. Yeah, no, this go, has been going on just for go how many with years? Yes. I, I Bill think, O'Brien, yeah, go with Yeah, you've him, invested in him as the future. If you're going to go with him, go with him. Go with him. I saw an interesting stat to what Mickey's saying, though. Deshaun Watson will be Texans' ninth different starting QB tonight since 2014, more than the Browns and the most in the NFL in that span. And, and it's not all Browns because jersey. of injury. And they're a playoff team, it, which is it amazing. It just speaks yeah. to how fortunate these Dallas Cowboys yep. are. For a long time, long time. Did, did they did they actually list the names? They didn't list the names, but the Browns ones, you can just go find that famous jersey. But we know somebody we'll see in Denver on Sunday, Brock Osweiler, he was an option there. Sure. Tom Savage. God, there was so many. Brandon Brandon Weed. Weedon, yeah, they've had they've had a they've had a few of them. They've had uh Tim Couch. What's our guy with the great Ryan beard? Hoyer, TJ Ryan Hoyer, TJ. Ryan Hoyer, that was the name I was looking for. Matt Schaub. Yeah, thank you guys. there. Who was a guy Matt. from Harvard? Who was a Harvard quarterback? Fitzpatrick. Oh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now in the Bucks, the quarterback carousel never really ends. That's what happens when you keep changing coaches. You keep uh-huh. changing front office guys. Nothing. You're no right. continuity. I that. thought Bill O'Brien was the quarterback guru. And what what's happened here when the guy asked about the draft? It has a lot to do with the continuity. The same oh, sure. people making the decisions. Same scheme. The same scheme. You're looking for the same type of player. The scouts kind of understand what you're looking for. And you got a guy that's in that scouting department now that the front office will listen to. Yep. And well, it helps. Play. So well, it helps. Continuity. Hey, well, we appreciate everyone who's listening to us mm-hmm. because we will have another edition of Talking Cowboys tomorrow. Woo! The final one of the week. Mickey's going to bring it with the game predictions and the rank them, aren't you, Mick? I could do it right now. If no, don't. Oh, don't. No. Save it. Who won, save hey, it. who won rank them, by the way, last week? Mm. I think I had Sean Lee. He had Malik. 
I had Cole. Beasley had the catch of the year. Oh, jeez. I don't know. I lost with you guys, John Lee. You guys split it. You guys split it. All right, thank you. Oh, I meant to say Demarcus Lawrence, too. But yeah, yeah, exactly. You meant to, didn't Maybe you? Maybe tomorrow. Ken yeah. said that one. All right, we'll be back in tomorrow in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. That's all for today. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?